Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. Thank you so much to everyone who's been subscribing to the podcast. It's been a great summer of interviews, and I'm really encouraged by your emails saying how much you enjoy my guests and the show, so thank you. If you have any questions, you can contact me through the website decoratingpagespodcast.com. I'm starting work on the film this fall, so I don't know if I can keep this pace up. But I'm going to try because I'm having so much fun and it seems like you are too. On this episode, I'm talking with on-set dresser Jordan Steinberg. As a set decorator on a TV show, I am usually prepping an episode and shooting an episode at the same time. One of the most important jobs to me is to open the set, which means I am there just before they start shooting a new set. I'm there to tweak any last minute changes such as moving furniture around for the flow of the actors for the dialogue. I'm there to discuss uh, any options that the director and the production designer might need. And uh, it's vital because you are there to protect the set that you just decorated. One of the main things that I do is review the set with the onset dresser. The onset dresser is my artistic eye once I leave the set. I think of them as the defender of my set. Plenty of times items will get struck because the set has become too crowded um, for the shot, or maybe the lamp is too tall, or the rug is getting in the way. So the onset dresser will strike them. The onset dresser also keeps the integrity of the set that has been designed and decorated. And that's really important because we've left so they're they're there to protect what we have done i met jordan when i came on to the fourth season of parks and rec he had already been on the show since season three and luckily we have been working together ever since he has a great eye for the canvas of the screen you really have to be artistic to be good at this job the composition of the monitor is different from what the set may actually look like he gets to be there for every turn of the camera when they do close-ups, when they go wide, and he needs to be there to have the continuity and work with the script supervisor to achieve that. Jordan has worked as a production designer, a set decorator, an art director on some small projects, but has also worked on films such as Old School, Collateral, Flight Plan. He's been the onset dresser for Flight Plan, Evan Almighty, A Single Man, Mad Men, Transformers, Parks and Rec, The Good Place, and is currently shooting Sunnyside for NBC. I hope you enjoy. You have worked on such films as Old School, Collateral, Flight Planned, uh, also an on-set dresser on Flight Plan. Correct. Evan Almighty, A Single Man. Yes. Mad Men, Transformers, Parks and Rec, yes. The Good Place. Yes. Veep. Correct. Love. Love. Because all this stuff's not on my IMDb. I know. Because I... when. Years ago, I when IMDb first was around and I first got a computer, it was pretty much there already. Right. It's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. And so when I first learned about years. it, I was like, oh, cool. And I added a couple things that I had done then. But I had in, that was 20 years ago probably. Yeah. So I have started, not updated anything since then. So that's why. So these are just people have updated it for you. Yeah. Or maybe of. productions do yeah. it sometimes. But and maybe IMDb. I don't know how that information. Because when I first learned about it, um, I met this person and I didn't know it. I hadn't known about it. I 
I mean, I had a computer, but I didn't know about IMDb. And she, and she looked me up and said, oh, you worked on so-and-so. I was like, how did they, you know that? Right. It was like some little movie that I worked on. And she w- went on to IMDb and somebody had put it up. And I, that was the first time I'd ever heard about it. So you then, do you shop a resume around or you've basically gotten work just from word of mouth? Word of mouth. I yeah. haven't sent out a resume in years. Right. Many years. And that's because I'm always attached to you. You know. Well, or so are you're great you're out there yeah. getting the job. You know. Yeah. And so I don't do a lot of that. Yeah. Very infrequently, and when I do get a different kind of job than on set, like <laughs> sometimes I'm an art director. But sometimes I've done projects without you because I'm mad that you're not available, and then yeah. I hire other people. It's very hard to find a good on set dresser. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Someone because who works with the crew well. Most guys don't want to do it, first of all, to just to begin with. I mean, that's one thing. You have to try it first. Right. You know, no one wants to go. No one's, no one wants to be near the set, ever. <laughs> no. Ever. You're and I was like that, too. Yeah. I, I was like that. Because it's the pressure. Yeah, I and think, all right? this stuff is going on, and you feel like you might be in the way, and, you know. People call your name. Shit. Yeah. Um, so... You really have to get a mind set for that job. And it's a unique job, Don't an you onset think you, dresser. You have to surrender to your time. Yeah. No, you're you're locked in. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. And, you know, the production could go like yesterday. I mean, we or the, the, this week has been pretty crazy for this show. Yeah, it has. You know, normally, you know, regular shows are 12 hours a day or whatever, which is another problem I've had over the years. Because if I was just on the swing gang, I'd be getting yeah. sixty hours a week. You know, you you know how many hours you're yeah, you get sixty hours a week, some and sometimes it's casual, sometimes it's busy. Yeah, you know, and it's a different vibe for the whole thing. You're right. But so when I'm on the front lines, I, I feel kind of dissed a little bit because, like, I'm on the front lines, like fluffing up the frame, like I'll put the plant in a little bit more. Yeah. Doing this, and I'm you know there engaged in what's going on, making the thing, right? Right. But I, I feel that I'm kind of financially. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not. I should be. I should be financially rewarded. Yes. Oh, not penalized because I'm on the front lines. You know, so I could be on the swing gang. I get sixty hours a week. I'm lucky to get fifty hours a week nowadays. Exactly. It, everything's changed. Everything's quicker. Multi cameras, handheld. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the thing too, because you think, oh my god, they they got a twelve hour day, and they you might, but a lot of times. And it's it's in the best interest for producers and everyone to have a crew that's quick mm-hmm. because you get through the scene quick, you get through that location yeah. quick. You're not going to pay for extra time on location. You have to pay extra yeah. for hours to go no, for actors to go over. Is important. You got to go, 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 go. But you, yes. and it's an example, are getting screwed pay wise. Correct. Because I make... you get paid for what you work. Right. The hours. Right. Which is a whole, I don't even care about all that. You know, when I'm on the front lines, I feel like I shouldn't be penalized for that. No. I don't care about the hours. That, because that makes no difference I'll, to me. I, I said this in the intro that you're the eyes when I when the decorator leaves the set. Yeah, totally. You work hand in hand with props, but you are the defender of the look mm-hmm. that the, produ- the production designer and the decorator that we've left, we've left the set. Right, you're gone, you're, on to the you're, next one. You're our representative. Yeah. And y- we depend on you for composition of the frame. Yes. And there's there's plenty of DPs who are into it too, mm-hmm. but there's plenty of DPs who aren't and artistically 
they have what they are looking for, but maybe not the character pieces that we're looking for. Right. So that's that's your main job, and you are exceptionally no, <laughs> exceptionally well at it. Well, I'm sure it's <laughs> I mean, rest, your your mind rests easier if you if you have someone you can trust to. You, you know they'll do the right thing in the frame. Yes. And, you know, yeah. make it look right and follow what you wanted to begin with. Because there's nothing worse than, and I will say this, working with other uh, on-set dressers, <laughs> especially because it comes to mind a uh, pilot I did. Mm-hmm. And pilots are really hard. Yeah. And it's timing and money. And they want, they want it to look for a million dollars for $10 mm-hmm. and you're doing your best and I remember putting so much effort into this character set yeah and then watching the dailies and the onset didn't didn't you know it's as easy as like hey just make sure we see this if you can yeah or I ex- I sort of expect like oh you know what their cutting pieces are sure you know y- you have a sense of that and there was nothing there that he had options and didn't, <laughs> didn't use, them. use them. And it has always stuck in my mind that oh, I'll never hire that person again because right. I don't, obviously you weren't into it. You have to be into it. Yeah, you have to be engaged with the thing and you can't just wait till they call you. Oh, we need the couch move now. You have to know no, before there. you have to be proactive. Yeah. You can't just wait back until you get called. And you hey. know now, like, because uh, parks, a lot of the cameras were on sticks, mm-hmm. as they call them, mm-hmm. like little tripods. So there wasn't a ton. To, I mean, you moved a lot of shit. But I think now when you have dolly tracks and when you it's have different. Like, it's yes. different. Well, when they do handheld shows like Parks and Rec or The Office, I didn't work in The Office, but, some, you know, shot the same way. It's they don't mind going around the table because it makes it more real. Right. You know, when there's dolly track, you just move the table. Yeah. But you don't when it's all handheld. They're just running around, and they they don't mind going around the couch because it makes it feel like the yeah you're you know you're, the you're documentary the style that they're doing yeah, which Veep used to be that way in the very yeah. beginning when you watched yeah 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 it, it was that way and I was surprised by that because when we got the job for Veep I hadn't seen the show yet oh, at wow. all oh wow and so I went and watched them all and I thought wow this wow. is incredible yeah <laughs> yeah it's unbelievable yeah and I imagined it um, by the time we we were there. It was, you know, it's a more studio mode with dollies and yeah. everything. It got a little more controlled uh-huh. than that documentary style. Yeah. That I but you it, know what? I think people respond to that documentary style. It seems real. Yeah. You know, like yeah. You're so in much the stuff room. is like that. You're in the room. Yeah. I think it's great, too, as a viewer. Yeah. Because you feel like you're in the room or you're privy to something you shouldn't be right. in on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's totally. why the office works so well. Yes. Because when they would give those side looks to the camera, mm-hmm. you felt you felt like you were in the room. Yes. They never really broke that wall with Veep, but it was still like a documentary style and made, I think, the sets look more real Yeah. because of that type of camera work. But for instance, on The Good Place, it worked well with the dollies and stuff. It's a different feel to the yeah. show. It's mm-hmm. more appropriate for that you know so. the smoothness and mm-hmm. the, the the pull-ins yeah and, and i was surprised by beef actually that it, i would imagine it to be more formal and dollies and you know because it's there's formal uh environments you're always in ballrooms and right. and you know nice offices but it was it was like that and i i like that i thought it was great how now i i know that you have a, an incredible credible artistic side also personally uh, out of work so how did you get into onset dressing 
Um, well, I, w I moved out here from New York City, and uh, I got a call. I didn't have any work. I was a busboy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. This is over 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And my Uncle Tony, who's a year younger than me, so he's kind of like brother, mm -hmm. he had moved out here before me and was working for Roger Corman <laughs> and becoming a, an assistant director. He worked at first he was crafty and then he was this and every, mm -hmm. that's how you did it at Roger Corman. Yeah. A long time ago. And then so he called me up and said, oh, this art department needs help. And I was like, art department? Okay. I went to college for painting, mm -hmm. art, you know, I've always done that stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, art department? Okay. I didn't know what it was. And so I went into Roger Corman's studios and uh, in Venice and got thrown into it. And I wasn't a set dresser or a construction person or an art department person. It was everything. And right. it was like high school. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm building walls and putting one by threes Which and Luan together. It's fun. Yeah, it was At amazing. At the time, it's fun. And I thought I was doing great. <laughs> I was getting 100 bucks a day. I couldn't oh, believe okay. it. Oh, you're a millionaire. Turkish millionaire. Yeah. So I quit my busboy job. Because <laughs> at the busboy job, I was doing a four-hour shift, right? <laughs> yeah. And it was shit work. Like you're lifting. It's yeah. restaurant work. You yeah, know, yeah, You yeah. know that stuff. It's yeah. horrible. But it was a fancy restaurant. It was a nice place. And my friends were the managers. And that's it, that's an even harder gig to get in Hollywood, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was fortunate to have some connections already getting here. So oh, I worked at this good. fancy restaurant called The Olive. And it was on Fairfax. It's not there anymore. It's at the Farmer's Daughter uh, Motel right now. Oh, yeah. It was in that building there. But Tart. it was a really nice restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I worked there, but I was working four-hour shift, and I got about a hundred bucks for that. You know, I was, I was like, okay, you know, I did you know, yeah. my work, whatever. And then I went to Roger. Cor then I got the gig at Roger Corman, and I was doing a sixteen-hour day, four times, yeah, four, times four times eight, as much. twelve, sixteen, yeah, four for times 100. as much time, and it was much more physical labor and crazy stuff. Would, I had to use my brain more. And, yeah. And it was a hundred bucks. That's what I got. The same amount of money for four times as much time. Didn't and I matter. took that. I'd rather Did, do that. Didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather do that. So yeah. I started then doing that. Then you were that. hooked. And then, so I did a couple shows doing everything in the art department at Roger Corman. And then I was the decorator at Roger Corman. <laughs> so I <laughs> moved, you moved up. You moved up. Moved up very quickly. And so I was decorating. And it was funny because yesterday we're shooting at the bridge set, mm -hmm. the black and all that. Yeah. And there was th that round desk, and we piled up frogs everywhere. And it was like, that's what, and I feel like this job has kind of stunted my growth as an adult. Because I'm constantly doing ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous things. things. Ridiculous things. Well, like piling up frogs to make sure the camera could see the frog properly. Right. And doing all that. And then it brought me back to when I originally started doing this stuff. But that's creative. And I was also, <laughs> and I was the decorator on a Roger Corman movie called Flight of the Dove. <laughs> and we had a, and we had a police station set, and I didn't know. I mean, I was just learning about all this stuff, and so I was at the prop house, and we had you know a couple characters were police, you know, featured characters, and it's not it wasn't scripted or anything. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make this guy collect frogs. <laughs> I just made an arbitrary choice. No one's I've done of, that. No, yeah, you have to. Yeah. It's kind you of subversive because yeah. no one's thinking no about one this. I just decide on this character yeah. trait oh, on yeah. my own. Yeah. And the camera might see it. They might not. You don't know. Yeah. But so I got a bunch of frogs. And so it just reminded me of that yesterday. In a weird, <laughs> a weird way. job this is. In a weird is. way, it keeps you sane. Yeah. From doing, you know, 20 bullpen desks sometimes. Yeah. It, no, it makes like, it fun. And, yeah. it, you know, you and then you're thinking of a subplot. 
you know, yeah. and it's part of it. I forget. Oh gosh, I forget which decorator um, it is, but she would sit down at the beginning of every project and write a background story. Yeah. And to it has me, nothing to do with what they wrote. No, I mean, you're going on your own. Which is, I find that t- terrifying because I didn't create this character. Right. Yet I am creating this yeah, character. Yeah, you're infusing it with, with and and that stuff. I only heard the story maybe one or two years ago, and I was like, first I thought, well, the ball's on her, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I thought, well, why don't I have the right? I have the right to do that. Yeah. I'm I'm creating the character. But it as is much kind of a are. subversive, sneaky thing because yeah. the writer and the director they're not thinking about. They're thinking of different, totally different things. Well, that's my fear that I would get it wrong. Right, but you can't something. really. You know, no. I mean, how could someone be pissed if, oh, you, what, you crazy? You that guy collects frogs? Yeah. Are you nuts? <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. such a big yeah. deal. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and but, the camera might not but even how, see it. But how funny how little things bring you back to when you began. Yeah, it totally and bugged yesterday, like, just yesterday. How am I, how, it's full circle with It was frogs. nuts with the frogs yeah. yesterday. And yeah. like this kid was hired as the animal wrangler. I've never seen this kid before. He was a young kid. He was probably 20. And he had his, a real frog, and we put it in there after we shot the scene, and then, mm-hmm. then we did an insert of the frog. And I can imagine this kid, uh, they didn't tell him what the scene was, I'm sure. They just rented the frog from him, and he right. drives up, and all of a sudden he's in this black bridge set with Ted Danson <laughs> and piles and piles of frogs. Frog. <laughs> it's like, yeah. God, this is, just a, it's crazy. And crazy stuff just happens all the time. But it's that's another nuts. thing. A lot of times you can't tell vendors what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, especially this. I've sent fake scripts to uh, product placement people. People, Because yeah. it's too sexual or too violent. Yeah. They Just won't give, give me the, the free beer. Yeah, they won't give it to <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So you doctor the script. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> so you started with Roger Corman. Correct. And there really is like a, you're a jack of all trades when you work. Oh, yeah. That you're type just of thrown thing. in. Like, like uh, the crafty guy. He became the director. So how did, after. how did you get to onset? Uh, well, let me think. I think uh, my friend Hector was an onset dresser, and we, he, once I got into the union, uh, he got that job flight plan. That was a while ago, that Jodie Foster movie. And there yeah. was two onset dressers on that. I was one of them. For the He's plane? The For the plane. Well, because a lot of times, Brits no, sometimes take out the chairs. <laughs> That's you know, so, the joke of yeah, like, oh, you like, think it's only yeah, a plane, no, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to move it's around. It's a lot to do. But that was probably my first real onset gig. No, actually, maybe uh, uh, bedtime stories, because I met a prop master and my friend Brad was the prop master, and he knew the decorator, and they were close friends, and we became pretty close. And he said, "Hire Jordan," and then I just was an onset dresser after that. I was working mm-hmm. for Nancy Gilmore, and uh, oh shit, now I forget everybody's name. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, you do, I mean, I set up uh, the set, and then when you come in, I always hope to have, like, little extras if yeah. you need them, little cutting pieces, whatever. Hopefully, if you need extra, yeah. it's there. I hope For I instance, have you For instance, you covered. had an extra table of frogs yesterday. Yeah. We used every single one. Oh, good. <laughs> See? So, I always try when I can to give a little extra, but what is the interaction that you have on set with the prop master and the prop department? Because you interact, yeah, you're basically the bridge. You're the bridge. Basically. Yeah. Especially, you know, I've been with Julie. Julie and I are on set together all the time, and we basically cover everything. Yeah. You know, and if she needs help and 
Julie I need help. is the uh, she's, she's assistant she's, prop master. Yes, but she's on the set all the time. Yes, and their team is running around bringing her stuff if she needs it, and we all help each other out. Um, we work very closely with them. Yeah, and have been for. I mean, this is this season is a twelfth season uh, with Morgan and David on different shows. Wow, and it started when what? I'm one season before I met you. So you came into Parks season three. Uh, no, I came in before season one. Before we even shot the pilot, we shot uh -huh. a promo thing with Amy for the Super Bowl. It was before the pilot. Oh, nice. And then we shot the pilot, and then we did the season, and then uh, Amy Wells started it out with mm -hmm. Dan Bishop as a production designer. Right. And then she left, and Julie Boulder took over after season two. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was on Mad Men, working and it was the season was about to be over and I heard that Parks and Rec got another season and so I called Julie Boulder directly. Because they were touch and go every year. They yeah, never knew yeah, if they were going to Yeah, because Amy was either up. pregnant yeah. or they didn't know. They didn't know. It was know. all up in the air and yeah. they did a 20 episode season one season, 12 yeah. episode one season, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like all a big mess. <laughs> yeah. But so I called up, I called Julie Boulder directly because I, I had worked for her briefly on a remake of Helter Skelter. Oh, yeah. I called her up and I said, hey, I did season one. I know Steve Day. I know the DP and I know all these people and we all get along. And she's like, nope, I have somebody else. And so I didn't get season two mm -hmm. and I didn't get season three. And uh, I was about to do Batman. I got hired on Batman. Which and I was I forget Christian which one Bale, it was. But this Christian is Bale Batman? <laughs> maybe. I don't remember. But we were going to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I was supposed to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was shot in Pittsburgh. Or part of it was, at least. I think... Um, uh, well, anyway, I met the production, I met the decorator, and I saw all this stuff, all this stuff, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I was hired, I was going. And then Ian Phillips called me up one night, about 10 o'clock at night, he sent a little tipsy, I think he was at a party <laughs> or something, and it, it was called me a little late, and he said, Jordan, we want you back on Parks and Rec. And I'd known Ian from Single Man. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, where he was working for Dan Bishop right. at the time. Right, right. And uh, so I said, I immediately said yes, and... So I that had to call it. up Batman the next day and say, listen, guys, I can't, you know, because, you know, Batman would be a great gig. It would probably be nine months of work, really yeah. busy and make tons out of, of money. Out of town, per yeah. diem, everything. But then when I thought about it, I was like, Parks and Rec, I could, they could go for five years. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I said yes immediately. And you well, had been hired as a decorator. Thank God you did. And I came in and met you guys. I was season four that I came back on. Yeah. So I missed season two and three. Two and three. And so did all the rest of Parks and Rec with you and other pilots in between. Yeah. But this is my 12th season of a show with Morgan and David. That's great. Between Parks and Rec, it just shows Veep, how it, and uh, The Good Place. It and shows. Not even counting all the other ones. Right. Yeah. It shows what good producers they are, that they try to keep good people around. I, I like them <laughs> a lot. They're really, really good guys. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've talked to many. And I'm good so sad that them. this is ending. I know. And it's emotional right now. Yeah, it is. We don't want to give too much away about it. No, no, no. But, no. but it is. Of, just the fact that it's ending. It's just, yeah. you know. It's sad. Uh, this will be the third show I'm on that I've been here for the end of it. And it, it this seems like sad. Yeah. Like Veep was too. Veep. But Veep we came was, in late. Yeah. Veep was sad. Though, I don't know, there's something about, like, it needed to end. You knew, like, this was the end of it. This feels like, oh. Yeah. It's being ripped from us or something. Well, Veep wasn't as sad because it's so inhuman. 
And it's like the everything is yeah. inhuman about it. Yeah, it's true. This show is all about human, you know. Let me ask you this: talk a little bit about the continuity in scenes and how, like, your interaction with the script supervisor. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a very important. Yeah, I mean, some shows are it's more important. You're than not others. leaving coffee cups. No. <laughs> You're not and leaving then somebody Starbucks made a joke cup. about that. No, Adam Rao, yeah. our our art director, yeah. yesterday was on my ass all day. He's like, please just leave a Starbucks cup in the back. And I was like, no. I'm not doing that. And then in my head, I was like, or could it be like one of the Australian coffee cups just as like a twist? And then I was like, no, because I would be so mad at Jordan <laughs> <laughs> if he left a coffee cup. Like, I'm not deliberately going to do that. No, that's that's the main thing but, you yeah. look out for is stuff left behind water by bottles people. Yeah, so people are slobs mm-hmm. crooked pictures bad drapery bad pillows you really have to look at seams and lamps because yeah. other people move stuff and you know yeah. you, you turn around for a second and you know things get messed up i remember there was one episode of parks and rec it was uh the Valentine's Day episode, I think, and where we had balloons in the shop. Oh, yes. And I was freaking out yeah. because one of the balloons wasn't as good. And yeah. I, I was like, ah, oh. I was having anxiety about it. And I watched it and it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. But so, I, that happens all the time. You know, it, they cut you know it, if you what, care about it, you're going to be anxious about it. Yeah. But it is something like a reset or you tell us like this is a hot set yes we're coming back to it don't move yes i did that day before yesterday to to david i called david michael and i said don't touch anything in there because we didn't get the last bit of one of the usually we'll work until we finish the scene right but we were going late and they decided to cut it and we'd finish that bit of it the next day which is not common for us to do that so i told david don't touch anything because my crew will come in and reset in the morning, yeah, usually. and clean up, and clean up, dust and do that, dust it up. Yeah. So it's a huge note. It's a huge yeah. part to tell us, yeah. don't touch anything. <laughs> and it's really important to stay in communication with you guys, I mean, because yeah. everything t- could hit hit the fan on set. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, like, um, you know what? They're turning around. We don't. We, yeah, we don't have stuff. We don't there. have this. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. I feel like I should knock on wood. I used to, I, I used to get those calls a lot more. <laughs> For me? <laughs> maybe not from you, but maybe on Bones or something. Like, hey, we don't have this or whatever. Or they're going to do this now. I try not to call that often. Oh, I shit my pants. <laughs> Every time I see your name on the phone, I shit my pants because something is wrong. And you know that. I and try so not to Now, call. when you pick up, everything's okay. Yep, it's like you're thing. a parent. Like, yeah. everything's okay. Don't but, panic. Yeah. Everything's fine. Um, is there, with Scripty, is there a lot of um by scene interaction do you think or is it no, more like it also depends on your relationship with the scripty with the uh, scripty uh for instance with valeria i've known her for you know yeah, longer than long i've known time. you yeah long time. and uh so we have a rapport and she i think she'd be more worried if she didn't know the onset guy or didn't have a relationship with them so i think i put her mind at ease a little bit right because she, she has a lot have. of stuff she's thinking about and she knows we we try not to put clocks on the set also. yes i have lost some clocks yeah. for valeria and other scripties it happens Which a lot stinks sometimes because i know it's a mantle or you i know, try to just like take that. the battery out yeah. or you know yeah you know, I want to leave the stuff that's on the set, you know, because yeah. it was there for a reason. And, and I don't go to the meetings and I don't, you know, have the planning and I don't know what's preparing and right. all this stuff. So I assume what's there should be there. Yeah. 
but sometimes, you know, to help out somebody, you yeah. change something and some, or move a lamp for, you know, lighting if you have to do this. I mean, it's yeah. so many variables. I know one one project I was on, we, you were with me, and um, they d- took this really wide shot, and the onset judge was like, look, we don't have enough dressing. They want to go super wide. Like, they want to do it. And it was, like, the last day, and it was it – spoils of Babylon, and it was – I was at my last rope. It was the hardest thing to do. It, it turned out beautiful, and I'm so proud of the right. work and and the DP. So and you advanced notice about this, or you ran no, out it and was, got more stuff? It was like, oh, we want to shoot all of this now, mm. and we only have two desks. It was two desks, but we want to shoot this whole wall and everything. And I was like, I flipped, and I mm. was like, all I have is some plants. I don't have anything else. I don't have any money. I'm in Long Beach. I don't have a truck. I don't have any guys. I don't have it. Sometimes you have to scrape and the it DP, together. the DP was like, well, maybe your onset could just... And I was like, he's not doing anything. Move the frame. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm done playing around you with you guys. You have to insist upon it. I've been like yeah. sweating this project the whole time. Just bring in the frame for me. Please. Yeah. Like I yeah. begged them and he was like, all right. Like, like, and yeah. that, was it. that was it. All he has to do is say, all right. And then... Yeah. The guy didn't have to like move stuff around. I hate. I do hate to ask you to double play things. It happens, but uh, because you never know. Like, because now we do four cameras mm-hmm. sometimes. Often. So you're. It's not like they're shooting one side and they're going to shoot the other. They're shooting the conversation as it happens with both people. So you really can't double play things anymore. Not, not as in our much. world. Well, in separate sets. Like, bring it from this well, set. Yeah, yeah. We're done in that set. Yeah. Bring this like thing over at, here. at the mansion the other yeah. day. I double played some artwork. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus flowers. I'm moving flowers it. around. Yeah. But, you know, that's just, just what you do. I and mean, you can't anticipate everything. And they always say, oh, we're not going to look this way. That's when yeah. they're really going to look that way. Yeah. No. <laughs> we know that. I, I always hated, too, with... Um, I hate when I sort of hand the set over to you and then it starts to disassemble. <laughs> that's the biggest panic of like half of the room now has to be undressed for all the cameras oh, to yeah. come in especially when you have three or four cameras oh. half the room's gone half it has room's to gone. leave and you have to do that yeah and uh, sometimes but everyone jumps in to be fair yeah every, especially on this crew i love everybody so much the camera guys the camera jump in guys they grab help. the yeah. crafty guy will grab everything everybody yeah pas i mean everyone's tremendous and with Julie and props and everybody, every everybody, it's just a, a collaboration. So because I do feel like you're alone, Not and the really, party though. scenes and everything, we're like, should we leave, guys? Is it okay? Like, how well, the we thing do, with that, but... it's great when a guy is left with me. I love the help and I love the company. And uh, but the thing about that is, they literally have to be in my back pocket at all times, like literally right, right. next to me. Or else they're not much use because by the time I move the couch, I can't. I go find him. Right. You, you know, it's already done. Right. You know, it's so Cause, quick. Because yeah, fa- fast. Yeah. Like it. Like I sometimes don't get there in time for the couch to move. Right. It's right. already gone. <laughs> right. You know. How do you uh, do? You prefer TV or film? Not really. It's pretty much the same f- for me. Um, f- film is a little slower pace. But uh, that I don't find that better. I mean, I like the crazy pace. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. You know, Keeps it's the day adrenaline, going. and you're going. I mean, like I worked on Transformers. That was insane. 
and dangerous. I loved it. All I thought it was debris great. debris and all that car debris, shit. Debris, like, and... I go home after a day and take a shower, it's black, because they have soot stuff going everywhere. Oh, my God. And explosions, and Michael Bay screaming. It, <laughs> it was a blast. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. What's your worst nightmare? Like, what's your set that you like, oh... I'm not. I don't like hospital sets that much. No, nobody Police does. Stations Police stations, everybody's. No, yeah. they're not great. Strip clubs, not so great. Because yeah. that's what I all did in the beginning when I first started. It's oh. Roger Corman's all strip clubs, <laughs> hospitals, police stations, jails. Yeah. And yeah. It's so weird because it is like that period when you start out. It must be those are the cheap sets to rent for mm-hmm. production so all the stories have to interweave like there's that are a couple places that you go to this huge building and they already have standing sets yeah we have we a hospital shoot at all those all the time those carlos those carlos we have a we have a courtroom the the herald examiner <laughs> herald building. examiner was yeah uh lacy street we yes shoot that all so the time. gross <laughs> all these just places shoot at all those gross. places all of them because they have Every set already standing, you yeah. just plunk courtroom. in your little th- court. Yeah, yeah, they all have courtroom, a courtroom. hospital, police station, yeah. <laughs> apartment. Yes. Like the Herald Examiner used to have those apartments upstairs, yeah, which I had learned that uh, he, uh, Hearst, uh-huh. that was where he kept his mistresses. Yeah, I don't doubt it. There's a lot of history in that building. <laughs> yeah. The railing where the strikers were banging yeah. it. With, every, you know, it's it's cool and disgusting. We do get to see some wonderful locations. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we shoot in some great places. And then also sometimes we get to go out of town, and that's fun. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's a really unique, crazy job, and I, I love it. You know, I've been doing it half my life now. I'm, I'm 52 years old. I feel like a kid still. It's I good. know. I've been doing this. Uh, 14 years already and it's like that yeah oh totally 10 it's years like went by like, like nothing yeah uh what sets do you love to do um one where nothing question. moves that's a really good question <laughs> like uh, i mean i don't know let me think about the sets on this yeah. show in particular like which sets did i like i liked chidi's current set yeah. but it was so small it was hard to work in mm. so and uh, yeah, shit, it's hard to say. Do like you, I don't know what would be like the criteria ca- for me to like the settle. I mean, I like great furniture and design stuff, and you know, I'm very into all that stuff. But it's not always appropriate for the character. You know, right. you're more concerned with that. I think. Like, do you like working on location or on stage? I'd like. Well, sometimes when you're on stage, you know, for multiple days, you're like, let's. Get, I want to get out of here. Yeah. Get yeah. out in the world. Yeah. And but then there's negative things to that. I mean, cause you can't get your stuff close, and you have to move, and it, you know, it's difficult. Yeah. But I like both. You know, I, I enjoy it. It's it, each one is a break from the other. You know what I mean? Like if you're on location for, finally we're back at home on stage. You right. Know, it's like that. That home. Yeah. yeah. It's, every you it's know safe. it's coming back home and being here and I just like the. You know the whole group of people, and it's just fun. we ha- we do in the shows that we've done together have a lot of parties, banquets. Yeah, those parties. aren't my favorite. Also, although good. it, you would think it'd be really hard, but when there's a hundred people in a room, you can't really see much other stuff. No, there's that's n- the bummer like, of it. Yeah, for you, I mean, you've done yeah. all this stuff. When you see it, and the way we shoot stuff is, you know, on their faces, yeah, and and especially in a party when there's a sea of people. There's not a whole lot for me to do. I mean, I'm pushing stuff away yeah, usually. Yeah, you're getting out of the way. Yeah, and the cameras are just in there, and it's not 
that I mean, it, you'd think it might be more difficult, but it's not. Do you uh, do you work closely to with the uh, DPs? Yes, I I like I and the camera guys, the camera operators. Yeah. I'm really close with them. They're, they're, I'm probably closest with them. With them. Because uh, they're into the same kind of stuff I'm into. You know, they like. They're into the making it. The yeah, they're into a, uh, uh, composition and yeah. all you know lines and color and shadows. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested in being a painter. You yeah. know, so I have I relate to them. I think the most out of the people on the set, and I usually get along very well with them. And I'm helping them out. Like if you need the lamp a little bit here or yeah. that, you know. I'm, I think it it was a learned thing for me of what do the camera people what do they need when they talk about cutting pieces or mm -hmm. like we can look through this and right. we can foreground, travel through this to foreground pieces yeah. i don't i didn't i mean i you know that but you don't when you're shopping it yeah like i specifically now will look for things like oh that's an opportunity that could work that could work for them instead sure. of like oh they could they could shoot through this plant <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like yes. you want to be able to like oh this is a nice vase they could come off yeah. of or you and know. it's also entirely arbitrary really I mean you're making yeah, just choices true. you know like I, I production designed this one movie one time and very low budget movie and the director was like you know in this character she, there was a, sh a wall and she's like I want something like cold and sexual here <laughs> and i was like okay, okay. and so i, what kind I was of at sex the prop are you house having? i was like uh i was at the prop house and i look at i see all these big seashells so i put a whole shelf of seashells on it i was like that looks cold that's, and sexual yeah that actually <laughs> a bunch of cold vaginas i think you nailed it <laughs> cold fish yeah. yeah i think you nailed it <laughs> that's what i did and that that's you know <laughs> yeah, and then it, another time interpreting notes from <laughs> yes, people sometimes is like we want this to be organized chaos mm -hmm. that's the note i've gotten many times and it's like oh okay yeah okay like, yeah. that's cool i can do that yeah <laughs> what were you gonna say i'm I, oh and then just it's funny just how how this is another time i was also production designing this little budget thing and the director's like i need a logo on jack's shirt the whole thing took place in one day, so you'd be wearing it the whole time. Yeah. It's like, I want a logo on a shirt. I was thinking, maybe money is the drug. And I was like, eh, no, I mean, what, what is that? It's like a cliche on his shirt. Why? What? Right. And, and then I was like, I got it. No, I got, I got it. Europe is dope. And that's what it said on the shirt. And I made. I went back. The costume designer made when hell went. Okay, Europe is dope. That's it. We, yeah. We're going with it. Yeah. And so the costume people went and they made a shitty stencil. Europe is dope. I went home and hand did a silk screen for them to do. And no, I did it. Wow. And I went to a thrift store and bought a used T-shirt. You can't just put it on a new shirt. Right. And it was nice, like dull pink color. And I did black text on it. Europe is dope, and it was on almost every shot of the show. Wow! Yeah. And so you should—you were the costume designer. Also. Yeah, I mean, I get into everything pretty much. Well, designers do because I know the the production designer who worked on uh, Napoleon Dynamite, mm -hmm. who came up with like Vote Pedro. Like, <laughs> yes. He made up that shirt. No, and, it's like, a thing. But the, and that type of thing, like. Are you making yeah. money from that? Like, do you know how much well, like that? He probably did. Became... Don't you think? I don't think he. No, huh. he didn't. 
Well, I didn't make any money on Europe's yeah. Dope. I'll tell you that yeah, much. See? <laughs> <laughs> so you were robbed. <laughs> I was robbed. But uh, I was happy to put it in there. I was I was proud of it, actually. And then also I also put my image of my little sticker oh, yes. in my face. I we sneak it in all the time. Yeah. You have a silhouette sticker. Yes, that I made myself That of you made myself. yourself <laughs> yeah, of yourself. That's not narcissist <laughs> at all. And you put it in at least oh, I, dozens I of shows. In, I've put it in a few, definitely, and it's become it's made it in prominently in a couple. Yeah. In Parks and Rec and in Veep. Yes. And, and a... Uh, uh, did we get it in here? Because they were only on Earth. Did you do it when they oh, were no, on Oh, no, 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 not Parks and I don't think I have it on Parks and Rec. I had it in uh, The Good Place, not Parks and Rec. Really? I don't, I don't think I had it in Parks and Rec. I think you did. Well, you had back it back then. I've had it for a while. It's true. Yeah. It's a, just a little sticker if you can find it. A little Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Easter egg. Jordan's little yeah. stamp of approval. Yeah. Been here. Yep. You pissed and on And then it. the producers, when they saw that it was shot, they were like... Where did this that sticker from? I was like, I made it. Don't worry. They yeah. thought they might get sued or something. I know. You're lucky I haven't had to make you like sign off on that. Well, it, you know, Cause it that would be up to thing. me to sue them. I'm not, I'm that is a that. thing of like people coming like you didn't use. Yes. I don't have oh, yeah, permission, uh, permission for this. To use that. Our... You know, it's a whole, the legal department, this whole thing about it. Yeah. We but... get that too. Um, murals. Uh-huh. Murals sure. we have to get signed off yeah, on. Yeah, out in the world. Yes. Yeah. It's a graffiti now. You can't use. You can't see anybody's graffiti. Well, my graffiti was in Veep. Oh well right, featured. right when she yes. did the when like she did the wall, right? The wall outside the school yeah. in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Big tag. Yeah, that was great. That's a great scene. Yeah, and they're running around. They're yeah. running. They it's just really walk funny. right yeah. through it. Yeah. It's so one. It's just a one shot. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so you're also an artist. Yes, obviously, and you use mixed media. I do. Mostly? Yes, I so do. We're, what's your inspiration for that? Is that your outlet? <laughs> like, I can't Yeah, do I mean, set? I just always, always have been making stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I need to do that. I mean, it is an outlet, definitely, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, beautiful pieces. Oh, thank so you So artistic. Much. You need to come and visit and the out, studio. Bring the kids. I've heard you've had a wonderful studio. People walk by, and all of a sudden, they're like, Jordan's studio. I just stumbled into it. Yes. Um yeah, and so how how did you get into just... Well, you went to school for For, for art. fine arts, For yes. fine arts. For painting. For painting. Correct. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. In New York City in the mid to late 80s. That's awesome. Yeah. Why did you come to L... You, came, you didn't come to L.A. to work in TV? No, I didn't, did. no. I came out here just for a change. I, my brother had moved out here, and then my Uncle Tony had moved out here, and then another Uncle Dave was out, out oh, here. Oh, everybody migrated. Yeah, they had from New York. And so, so I was in New York, and I was just kind of kicking around, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to move to Germany for a while, and I did go to Germany. I was going to stay there for a year or whatever. I only stayed three months. I came back to New York because my brother's rock and roll band was playing there. And I stayed for a couple months, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to move to L.A. And I moved to L.A., and then just fell into this stuff. Since, like, I think it was meant to be. mid-93, I think I started doing this stuff. Wow. Meant to be, man. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I didn't think I'd be here for this long, but it Did all... it take you long to get into the union? Yeah. I, probably five, five years, something like that. Yeah. But I didn't, when I first got my 30 days on this show and... I was like, I'm not paying all that money because I was working at a hundred bucks a day. I'm right. like, wow, I'm doing great. Right. <laughs> why do I need that? I was Little like, that's like you the mafia. I'm not going to join that. You could that. make 120 a day yeah, being in the union. Exactly. <laughs> well, back then, yes. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I, res- I didn't do it. And you're supposed to, once you become eligible, you're supposed to do it within a year yeah. of becoming eligible. They only hold your days for a year. Right. Yeah. I, it was a way past a year. And, but I had an opportunity to work on a friend's uh, union movie. I would have gotten a position. I called up and I spoke to Bobby Verdugo. I said, Bobby, listen, Bobby. I've got the cash. <laughs> Coming and, in. And Bobby was cash. like, all right, come on in. <laughs> That's all they needed. Yeah, Europe is, what is it? Europe is dope. Europe is dope. Yeah. You should have worn your Europe is dope did. shot. <laughs> sure. So I, then they let me in and then I worked on uh, old school and. Uh, How was old school? It was it was great. Fun. I like yeah, it was great. Yeah. I mean, I love that movie. Yeah, I, we I didn't do the main part of it. We did I did the uh reshoots. Reshoots. <coughs> Which is a whole big thing. I mean, recreating yeah. sets and Yep. Unless it's new sets that they're adding in. But... No, we ma- we're matching some stuff and uh my friend Max Bisco was the art director and uh that's what that's probably one of my first ones. That's crazy. Like one of your first pieces yeah. of yes. old school. Who knew? Like this. Yes. Like, we are coming to an end on this, which is so sad. I know. I but uh, I have no doubt I'll probably be calling you next week. <laughs> well, please. please. <laughs> Although you're going to go do Sunnyside. I'm loaning you out. Quick. I'm loaning it, you out. It's quick. <laughs> yeah. It's only eight episodes, I think, right? Um, but I have no doubt uh, in the next couple of months I'll be stealing you back. Kim, keep me in mind. <laughs> yeah. Please. Keep you in mind. Keep, You're the only one. Don't lose my number. <laughs> You're the only one. Please. Do, uh, the other on-set judges I've worked with, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> don't even... Nice guys, yeah. but I'm not calling them. Thank you. I appreciate no, that, Kim. No. I, I love working with you guys, and our, they're, they're, our, the best. they're the best. I can't. Uh, my crew is above and beyond, and you're always uh, <laughs> you're always one of the first calls. Thank you so much for <laughs> oh, doing this. It's fun. Thank you're you. So Thanks awesome. for asking Thank me. You. I appreciate it. Oh, you have you have the best stories because you're in the middle of the action. <laughs> what, are you kidding me? Well, we'll have more today. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. <laughs> Jordan is a great guy. It gets pretty hectic when they are prepping to shoot the set and moving big pieces of furniture around, scrambling to get the set back to what it was supposed to look like in a very short time. I mean, it's pressure. I couldn't do it. I know that. An on-set dresser is a vital position to me. You need to have a lot of trust in the person because you need to be on the same page so that the look comes through. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Wanup for Decorating Pages. If you are enjoying this podcast, which I'm assuming if you are still listening, because this is pretty deep into the podcast, you like it. So please write a review on iTunes. It would really help me out. It's always great to hear from the audience, and thank you for listening. If you'd like to be up to date on our podcast schedule, please visit decoratingpagespodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Decorating Pages is sponsored by Stogie Floaty, luxury pool floats. Float them if you got them. Visit stogiefloaty.com.